It is Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by these guys from Shady Rays. Best looking shades in the entire business. And of course, when you will lose them or sit on them or perhaps some combination of both, they will replace them. So go out and get them today. I am Chris Rose, joined not by the vacationing Trevor Plouffe. He will be back on Friday, but instead Joe's McFly. I'm shocked you do not have your Rangers sweater on today after they took game one of the uh, conference we, finals. I wear it on game days. It's kind of like oh, chilling on the side over there. Okay. Big game. Big game yesterday. Wish yeah. I had a baseball game to watch, too. Yeah, well, you got two of them today, which I'm sure we'll be talking about a little bit later in the AMP version. want to thank everybody for joining us, whether it's in podcast, YouTube, or live on the AMP app. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Let's start off with a little bit of... Uh, Tug at your heart news out of the baseball world where Carlos Carrasco ended up picking up the win yesterday against the Washington Nationals for the New York Mets. That was merely the sidebar because the main course was that his father, Luis, got to see Carlos pitch in person for the first time. He's been in the show on and off for 13 years, and he finally got to see his son pitch. How heartwarming was that for you, dude? That was awesome. Um you know, I guess his dad lives in Colombia mm-hmm. from what I've seen. And, you know, it, and every time that he would come and try to come see him, he just wasn't able to like it just wasn't able to happen. Um, So I, it's, it's good for Carrasco because, you know, and it's good for his dad, too. I'm sure he's seen him on TV and all of that. But, uh, you know, growing up, you have that person with you and they basically help you get to where you are now. And then for them to finally see you in person, it's just crazy because he's been a big leaguer for, what, 13 years now. And he said that this is the first time he's seen him pitch in person. So Yeah, I mean, he said, listen, he's tried it where, you know, he's gotten him in town and either, you know, he wasn't pitching or something or plane was delayed or whatever it could have been. Oh, listen, I get emotional watching my high school son play. You know, I can't imagine what it would be like watching your kid play in the show. And for the first time after 13 years, like to me, that's my favorite part about these prospects getting called up. The journey kind of reaches the mountaintop and everybody enjoys it together. When you see the families there and they're taking the video and they're in tears and all this stuff, I can only imagine what sort of emotions were bubbling over for Luis Carrasco as he was watching his son do his thing. It's just awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, for sure. One one that I always remember is like Wander Franco's parents. If you remember uh, when he first came in and he was saying basically in Spanish, you saying my kid, my kid, my kid, like because yeah, I think because uh, he had a homer. So, yeah, um, that thing is awesome because I, I feel like mentally it kind of takes you back to when you're, you know, in those backyards is doing the little work with them. Of the course. Stuff that I kind of do with my kid. The stuff that you do with your sons or we're trying to do with your sons before. So think about those things so yeah really cool all right speaking of the Mets uh they take their show on the road they are out in Los Angeles against the slumping Dodgers who got swept by the Pirates we'll have more on that in just a second as well but they are uh no question the two best teams going in the National League now Joe's let's take the big assumption that everybody is healthy for a monumental series perhaps the NLCS somewhere down the line so I'm saying Scherzer's there DeGrom is there Trevor May is there James McCann is there. Uh, Travis Jankowski is there. All those guys for the Mets. 
Uh, McGill is there uh, for the Dodgers. Kershaw is there. Muncie, Blake Trinan, Dustin May in some form. So all those guys are available to, to varying degrees. Which roster do you like better? Sounds like you named a lot of top-level Mets, so I'm probably going to go with the Mets. Um, the fact that the Mets are still playing this good, I said that this was like a put-up-or-shut-up time for them because if um, and if they make it out of this and then get the Grom, and they have a really big, sizable lead, but if they make it out of this relatively unscathed and get the Grom and get uh, you know Scherzer back, they're going to be even better, even more battle-tested than other teams that maybe didn't have to go through all of those things. So, I I mean, I believe in the Mets. I think this year is like a huge year for them. Um, I see them making possibly even a deep playoff run. So, I'm picking the Mets. You like that roster better than the Dodgers. The Dodgers roster, whom once they acquired Freddie Freeman, we looked at each other like everybody in the baseball world was yep. like, holy shit. Like, this is a classic mm-hmm. team we've put together. I I love it just because of what they've been able to do on the field. And I, I can, you know, there's there's two ways you can play a baseball game. You could try to play it on paper or on the field. And the Mets, to me, get all the clutch hits. They're never out of a game. You know, I've seen the game where they lost. Even the one that they lost to the to the Giants, they came all the way back. They they made the, the, the Giants were sweating in that game. The Giants yep. still won. But <clears throat> just the fact that they have that within them, it's what I call that 27 out mentality is uh, to me something that you build that character over time. So, you know what? I, I would tend to lean a little bit in the Mets direction. They were my preseason pick to represent the National League in the World Series. Um, I believed in all the moves they made. I thought a huge move for them was Buck Showalter. I know that some people will argue, well, what does a manager do these days? I really believe in a guy that can get you through the peaks and valleys of a season that it's not as simple as taking this lineup and the if-then scenarios that the front office is presenting pregame, but to deal with the emotions that go through a six-month season. I thought that was a huge pickup for them. Um, I think it'll be fascinating, though. I I think with both these teams, I think they'll each handily win their division, and I think they'll be the one and two seeds, and I think they will rest and try and get their aging pitching staffs in order for whomever they have to play in that first round of the playoffs, and we'll see. Uh, it will certainly be something to keep an eye on the last four months of the season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Totally agree. All right. Uh, over in the American League, the Yankees and Astros, they have clearly been the two best teams in that league. But don't look now. The Toronto Blue Jays have won seven straight coming into Thursday's action. How close are the Blue Jays to New York and Houston in terms of a complete team? Um. I think that they're like a they're they're there, but they're like a notch below just because of the pitching staff. So if you if you take a look at the Yankees and the Astros, their starting pitching staffs are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know their bullpens are very good as well, as well as you know trust uh, trustworthy. Um, so I mean, the Blue Jays can hit with anybody. A lot of people picked them, you know, preseason to win the division. Uh, you're raising your hand. I am. So, I didn't, but uh, I picked another team. I wonder what team that was. Yeah, <laughs> but the but their offense. I I feel like their offense still hasn't really even fully hit their stride yet. No, they haven't. And right, so um, 
you know, like Gurial and, uh, you know, those boys. And I, I, I just think that they have a lot more to offer offensively. Pitching wise, I kind of want to see them doing doing more. Um, so, but I'll give the edge to the Yanks and the Astros and even like just a just a smidge because of Verlander. I'll probably give it to the Astros just a little bit in starting pitching. Yeah, it, it's uh, pretty but, close. But th- but that uh, yeah. that rotation of the Astros has been. Yeah. And I know we could say the same thing about the Yankees when when, you know, Jordan Montgomery is like totally at the back end of that rotation. And he has been really, really good all year. Yes. Um, and obviously we've seen what Nestor Cortez has done. It's been remarkable. But it, so if I were to hand out letter grades heading into June for teams in the American League, I would give the Yankees and Astros each an A minus. I don't sure. hand out A's through two months. I think it's a little unless you're just have an 800 winning percentage or 850 mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, I would give the Toronto Blue Jays a B. So I think they're full right now. They're a full step. It doesn't mean they can't make up the time, but like Barrios, he's got to step it up. You know, they traded for him. They gave up two of their top prospects a year ago. They then gave him a a nine figure extension and none of us really batted an eye because we were all like, okay, he's still in his late twenties, but he's a veteran. He's got nasty stuff. He's an all-star. He could be that guy that is next in line, whether Robbie Ray sticks around or they get somebody else. So Ray leaves, they bring in Kevin Gossman, who's been worth every penny so far through seven weeks of the season. And Barrios just hasn't been. He hasn't been. He is the guy that is going to swing this team in a positive or negative direction. To me, it's that simple. Yeah. I mean, they they extended him as well. And so he he is a guy that they need. Uh, Another guy is Ryu. I mean, what's what's going on with him? Well, so he just left last night's game with a little forearm issue, but he's a guy that's always battled injury issues. Yeah. You go back to his Dodger days. Guy was always great. He started the freaking all-star game a few years ago. That's how talented he is. I hope he can be able to fig- figure that out. Um, he wasn't going long in games when he was still pitching, mm-hmm. but uh, so I don't really trust that starting pitching staff too much outside of like, Gosman and even Manoa. Manoa's awesome. Manoa's been unbelievable. Unbelievable. So um, so yeah. So I mean they got some work to do, but I guess if they they could acquire somebody, I could see them going mm-hmm. to Oakland and saying, Hey, what's up with Montas? I could totally. see that. Great. And they have the pieces to do it. You know, well, that's the thing is that it's you know, before the season started, right? They make the deal for Chapman where they give up four prospects. Mm-hmm. And then even days before the season, Jose Ramirez was either headed to San Diego or possibly Toronto. And yeah. those, so that means that they have, they have one more chip to play. It sounds like. And yeah. I think that because it's been a frustrating run for them, uh, that they feel like they've got all these young guys, some young guys that they're not paying yet. Right. Bichette and Vladdy in particular guys that they're going to have to empty the piggy bank for, mm-hmm. um, that maybe this is the time to strike. So I would agree with you. I think Frankie Montas and maybe a bullpen piece is because I think offensively they're fine. I just think they need to kind of ramp it up a little bit with the guys that they have there. Yes. All right. Uh, let's move to Philadelphia. We've talked a lot about them, but they had some more heartbreaking news, even on a day that they won a game over the Giants. Gene Segura out 10 to 12 weeks. He's having surgery on his fractured finger uh, after a failed bunt attempt the other night. 
What is your confidence level that the Phillies will work their way back into some sort of contention? Maybe not division, but at least wild card contention at some point this season. We talked about that extra wild card yesterday, right? About how it can be. So I, I was looking at the Phillies and mentally I want to say I'm out, right? <laughs> I'm I'm saying that a lot in the West is really good. The NL West is so good. I feel like they're going to get, they might nab two wild cards. I mean, it's possible the Central could grab one too, right? The Cardinals are good. Yep. So it's, it's not going to be easy. The one thing I did see, the Phillies have yet to play one game against the Washington Nationals. I looked at ah. their schedule. Not one game they've played. They're about to start. They Actually, they're going to start it off with a five-game set. So I'm looking at that as like, hey, maybe they can kind of get, you know, where you're supposed if if they can't get fat on the bad teams and they don't deserve to be there anyway. Mm. So I can see that uh, maybe they'll hit stride hitting wise. It's funny because Seguro for the season, at least he was one of the guys that was actually hitting. Yes. Um, he was struggling a bit going into this injury, but still he was still one of the guys that puts the bat on the ball. So but we talked about the guys in yesterday's episode that we want to step up. So maybe they can do it. I'm not sure who would step in for Segura there. Um, yeah, they're going to have to move some pieces around. Um, but you make a great point that he was one of the guys, actually out of the big, you know, five or six, and we're talking Harper, Castellanos, Schwarber, Hoskins, Real Muto, yeah. and Segura. I would consider those guys as six guys who are like legit all-stars and in Harper's case, an MVP candidate every year. Uh, Segura was the only one whose OPS was better than his OPS a season ago. Now, Harper's is still out of this world good. It just wasn't as good as last year when he was the MVP, which is fine. But so he's one of the guys that you would looked in the lineup and you were like, even throughout these struggles where they're seven games under 500, we could count on him. And um, and now you can't. And maybe we'll see in September. And who knows? I mean, we might if they're out of it, they're going to shut him down. But I always look at Joe's the number of teams between where your team sits and where they're trying to get. And right now they're trying to get where the San Francisco giants are. And that's that third wild card spot, but in between them, and it's a six game difference as of right now, Arizona, not so sure I'm buying them. Atlanta, definitely buying them. Colorado, not buying them. Heck the Phillies aren't even the best team in the state of Pennsylvania. The pirates are ahead of them after sweeping the Dodgers. So that's There's a lot of work to do. There is a lot of work to do. And as much as I want to see Bryce Harper play in October, I give it like a less than 10% chance of help it happening. Um, I mean, I agree, especially with, with that, you know, when you're looking at all of the teams and like I said, the, the, the West is really good. So I don't buy, I mean, San Diego, San Francisco are getting, I feel like they're going to be in for sure. And then I think St. Louis is good enough to take that. Well, at least part. two of those teams, right? At least, two at least out West, you know, we know the Dodgers. We both think they're going to win that division. So either the Padres who are a great pitching team, it's just Jesus. They can't hit where the shit they got to get Tatis back in a hurry. And the giants who with this veteran laden team find a way. And yes, the Cardinals are going to be in this and they're also going to fatten up against some teams that aren't very good in the central. So you're right. I, I didn't know that about them having to play Washington. 
Like out of 19 games, they've got to basically go like 15 and four against them, yeah. right? Schedule's so weird this year. Like the Angels have yet to play Seattle. Uh, well, listen, we got pushed back a week. Yeah, we did. So, yeah, things are quirky. Plus, you have those five game series. You have a one game series occasionally. We've seen that this year. It's, it's yeah. some weird shit. All right. Uh, Josh Donaldson yesterday, he spoke for the first time since receiving that one game suspension for the whole Tim Anderson, Jackie thing. Um, Chicago, their players, their management blasted Donaldson, which you expected. But let's remember the two Aaron's in the New York clubhouse, Aaron Boone and Aaron Judge basically said, well, the intent is whatever the intent is. He shouldn't have gone down that road. And yesterday, Donaldson admitted that bothered him. He said, I think that was tough to hear for sure. Just for the simple fact that I pride myself on being a good teammate. Now, do you think that because he's become public with this, that's something that could fester in the clubhouse this year? Or do you think that that has that ship has sailed and they're all good with the Yankees? I think if it would have happened directly after the whole White Sox situation, then maybe. But since then, he had the COVID leave, then went on the IL. He's been kind of like away from the team except for yesterday. Uh, so then the team was kind of like in a little funk after that like a, a weird energy. So then they kind of fixed that. So they've been kind of having fun playing ball again and just kind of getting back to it. So maybe he could just kind of just ease his way in and just kind of just play. Um, I don't think that it'll be something that that'll fester because I, I, I believe that they've been having, they've been trying to really cultivate in terms of the Yankees, a really good chemistry. And anything that they do on the bench, you just see it. They look like they're having fun. They look like they're they're doing a whole bunch of things. So a lot of things that I love about uh, uh, about the team. So I don't think that I can see it carrying over to the clubhouse. Um, I think it was a little bit maybe of a, a wake up call to Donaldson, kind of like, hey, maybe I was maybe I was a little bit out of bounds there, or I don't know. Maybe maybe he's maybe I, I don't know if he. Joe's, I got to be honest with you, with, yeah. with the rest of the quotes I read, I don't think that he I still don't think he feels like he did anything wrong. And uh, that's fine because we're, I don't think that's what we're using this part to discuss because right. the, the new part of the story is that he came out yesterday and admitted that it bothered him that the guys in his clubhouse didn't get his back the way that the guys in Chicago's clubhouse got Tim Anderson's back. I think it really, yeah. really bothered him. Um and I think you're right. It should act as a wake-up call. I'm not so sure it does. And I think that it won't bother the Yankees clubhouse. Mm -hmm. I think Josh, I think if you were to put a lie detector on Josh Donaldson and ask him a month down the road if he still feels as comfortable in the Yankees clubhouse as he did day one of the season, I don't think he's going to answer yes. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it it I, I guess it depends on how they you know, how they bring him in, how they acclimate him, um, what, you know, what's going on and what conversation he has with Judge. Because Judge did call him, you know, Judge called him a stand-up guy. And and Donaldson still felt the need to speak to the team after and tell everybody, like, hey, you know, that's not not what I meant. And, you know, kind of like, like explaining himself. Um, so he felt the need to do that, which means that there must have been something that you felt that, you know, needed to be said to the team. Um, so I think that they're, I think that they're good. They're good. Maybe, Hey, let's just go out there. Let's go get them. Let's go win. 
uh, which is what they're trying to do. But uh, the relationships are built little by little. While you're there in that clubhouse every day, relationships are built every day right? Um, through, throughout that season. So, you know, there's still a lot more season left, a lot more season left. So we'll see with that. We'll, we'll see with that. By the way, Josh Donaldson could be activated as early as this weekend. He's been dealing with a shoulder issue, and we'll see how that goes for him. Uh, I am wearing a Pirates hat, I believe, for the first time this season on the show. That's what happens when you sweep a series (laughs) of at least three games in Los Angeles for the first time in 22 years. And last night, did you see Rodolfo Castro? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. There were were some people who said, hold on. Rodolfo Castro in Los Angeles against the mighty Dodgers is pimping homers. Do you have a problem with it? No. How about you just don't let him hit it? How about you just don't get swept <laughs> by the Pirates? How about you just beat somebody you're supposed to beat? Uh, I mean, I have no problem with that. Uh, Castro's part of a team that's going to be having a tough season. And if you know what? If you if you have a good moment in that bad season, then you know what? Go ahead, enjoy it, man. Like, if you want to pimp that homer, you earned it. I mean, he he hang, he hung it, so you banged it. I mean, that's just what it is. So, can't get mad if you gave up the shot. Go, I am for more celebration. Listen, yes. if the Washington Nationals or the Kansas City Royals, who are two of the worst teams in the league, if you y'all do something good, go have at it. Yeah. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care where you're going. I don't care if you lose 100 games this year. What we have learned over the last few years in this world is time is precious. So don't worry about what the old heads will say. Don't worry about like, as long as you're not out there and flipping off the pitcher and shit like now, that would be a little much, but if you want to go celebrate and go stare it down and go take your time, go for it. You're not disrespecting the game. You're not losing any points with people like, come on enough. We have learned. So I don't care where you are in the standings. And by the way, Good for you, Pirates. You need a little bit of swagger. You need a little bit of that energy. Yes. I mean, the act like you've been there before, crowd. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe that's how you should act um, when you were there before. So, well, some, some will say that, hey, that was his first homer of the year and his sixth career homer. I, I rem- I've talked to Ploof about this. He was in the Twins dugout one of the days that Jose Ramirez, now borderline superstar status, mm-hmm. had – one of his first home runs, he pimped it against the twins. And this is when Molitor was in the dugout and they were fuming. They were so pissed at him, yelling at him, motherfucking him, all this sort of stuff. <laughs> and Jose Ramirez, I don't think was much further along than Rodolfo in his career. Okay. So I don't know. So Chris Rose says it, Rodolfo Castro, uh, next Jose Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> That's only if you're connecting dots. That's what we're all about here on baseball today. That's Mm -hmm. nice. All right. What do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Anything interesting? Well, today, hopefully I have baseball and I get to do a stream and watch the games. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can go to the first game and then stream the second one on Twitch. And then uh, maybe after that. I don't know. I, I just have a feeling it's going to get rained out. So I'll probably pivot and end up doing some uh, some gaming online. 
So wait a second. Is it raining out there again? It's not, but the forecast is uh, not too promising again, which would be horrible schedule wise for both of these teams. Well, really for the angels. Holy smokes. Yeah. We make one trip to New York. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to check the weather. The hour. I'm kind of a a weather and travel nerd. Oh yes, you are. I am. I I remember. Oh God. Ah, Jesus. Yeah. We can't have this. Oh, this is horrible. You see it. Yeah, it's basically 70% chance of of thunderstorms in the afternoon. And then even all night, there's, you know, the rain tapers off a little bit. But, oh, God, this is horrible. And then the Angels have to go to Philly this weekend. That's essentially Mike Trout's hometown. I know he's a Jersey guy, but they're much closer to Philadelphia than anything else. We know about his love for the Eagles. So, all right, we'll see. Um, Rose Rotation, latest episode is out with Trevor May of the New York Mets. He's been banged up for the last month, uh, ended up going on the injured list. We put the clip out today uh, where he talks about essentially getting very, very emotional on the mound, almost to the point of tears, you know, where he couldn't do his job. He was in physical pain. He was an an emotional wreck because he couldn't help his team. And he kind of takes us through the decision of, of there were a lot of people that were motherfucking him for going out there when he shouldn't have been because he wasn't healthy. Right. He takes you through the mentality of what it takes to be a reliever and why he actually did it. And I think it'll give Mets fans and probably baseball fans a little more clarity as to what these guys deal with on a day in day out basis that we don't, we aren't privy to. So um, I found it really fascinating. It's been a very difficult few weeks. He lost his cat. Donnie passed away. It was like his kid. He said, and he, takes us through that journey it's it's a lot of that it's not all sad believe me there's lightheartedness there's fun there's what's making the Mets season so magical all that sort of stuff but it you know we dive into some real life shit yeah people also kill him for no reason for when he's like playing on twitch and playing video games and can I just tell you one thing nothing wrong with that I don't understand what's wrong with that do you and I ask this to the people that are listening that just have regular nine to five jobs, whatever you do. I don't care if you're a cashier in a supermarket. I don't care if you're an attorney. I don't care what you are. Are you constantly working on your craft 24 hours a day? Mm. No, the answer is no. (laughs) You have to have a life. You have to have some downtime. I want my athletes getting away from it. Let's start with the physical side. They can't be throwing bullpens when they're at home. Right. For goodness sakes, the guy pitches 70 times a year. You want him to go home, throw into his wife who's putting on the catcher's gear? <laughs> Jesus, stop. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't be streaming because it's taking away. Really? Is it taking away? Like, I get it if he was showing up at uh, 4 o'clock for a 7 o'clock game. That's not what Trevor May does. So stop with that bullshit. All right. Uh, that'll do it for today's baseball today. Trevor Plouffe is back tomorrow. Joe's, I appreciate it greatly. Were you hanging out the last couple of days? Hope the weather forecast gets better. Shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Robbie Scirocco. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Friday on Baseball Today, presented to you by Shady Rays.